Welcome to the Activating Consciousness podcast platform. This platform is an amalgamation of a number of platforms from HexoChange, including Activating Consciousness, the Right Here, Right Now live show, the Inside Out show, and also the repurposing of a number of blogs, vlogs, poems, and other forms of media that all combine together are here to offer you the opportunity to raise the level of consciousness in yourself, in those around you, and in society at large. We believe at HexoChange that we are on the cusp of an exponential shift in human consciousness, unleashing the potential that we have never imagined possible. We hope to go on that journey with you together, and feel free to subscribe at hexochangenow.com. One word for regular updates. See you around. Hi there, welcome to the Right Here, Right Now live show. This show has one simple question. What's on your heart and mind right here, right now in this moment? We explore the depths and breadths of our humanity through that one simple question over the course of 30 to 45 minutes. I hope that you'll join us. I hope you'll enjoy the exploration. And this tune was created for me personally by the incredible Peter Griffiths, one half of the amazing Mind Takeaway. Do let us know what you think, let us know what you take away, and of course, we always welcome challenges too. Hope to see you on the exploration. And uh-oh, we're live with uh, the Papa CJ. How are you, Papa? How are you, my gorgeous hunk of oozing <laughs> sexuality? <laughs> and we're off and we're off um thank you for joining me today my friend for those that are joining us we're going live right now to youtube to linkedin and to facebook and i'm just going to put a quick shout out to our mutual friend jitrendra who very very kindly connected you and i so it's all due to him that i have your chaos in my world so uh welcome to the show my friend oh it's lovely to be here the way you asked me i couldn't refuse because, you know, you get on these conversations and you pretend to be this, you know, lovely, positive energy sort of person. But you're really a very naughty boy, Gary. Because <laughs> the last time you spoke, you said, C you said, CJ, I'd love to have you on. And I said, yeah, I'd be happy to be on. And then you said, I'd love to have you on on the podcast as well. And I was like, oh, Gary, that was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and this, and this, and this. <laughs> oh, well. Look, you can see already this guy, amazing energy. We're going to have a, an in-the-heart, in-the-moment exploration today. You can find Papa CJ's contact details at the bottom. Just want to say hi to Elise. Elise is a wonderful human from South Africa. Hi, Elise. Good, good to see you. And uh, Papa CJ will be making you laugh and probably making me cringe in the next 30 to 45 minutes. So people are going to learn a lot about you. You've got the comedy store on your top. Can I pick on Elise to start with? Yeah, go on. <laughs> you know, I, I do I, I do a joke when I'm touring South Africa and I say, you know, as somebody who's been divorced, one of the strange things that happens is that people come to me and start asking me for advice and that to relationship advice. And I'm like, dude, we don't know how these things work. I mean, it's like going to a South African and asking them how to how to win the Cricket World Cup. <laughs> Ooh. feel free to respond Elise feel, feel, feel free to respond oh, amazing thank you for joining me my, my friend honestly you're, we've had a, our first conversation following that wonderful introduction and you are honestly a bloody incredible human so I'm grateful for you joining me but I do have to ask that question Go what on. is on your heart and mind right here right now in this moment 
Papa CJ. Well, two things. One, it's that beautiful head of yours. I just want to, I just want to touch it. There's something about it that just attracts <laughs> me to it. I just want to rub it and absorb all the energy and magic that exists within. And the second thing that's on my mind is the test match. We're playing cricket with England today and it's the last day of the test match and uh, it could go either way. So looking forward to seeing what happens with that. There you go. End of conversation. Finish. Yeah. <laughs> like most of the pleasurable things in my life, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear so look people are getting used to already okay this guy's got to be a comedian yeah sure yeah he is a comedian tell us a little bit more like like tell, tell the people that are watching us that are watching us live or maybe watch this back as recording or on that podcast maybe papa who knows <laughs> like what's where's this passion for comedy come from oh it was completely uh i hadn't seen stand-up comedy until the age of 28 you know i grew up in a working class family in india uh, took a huge loan, got onto the uh, onto the Oxford MBA program, uh, spent four years in a consulting job that I absolutely hated. And then I tried to convince my boss that I wanted to take a sabbatical. He said, no, no, you can't, you know, we're a small business unit. I went and spoke to an HR partner and figured out a deal where you could get one year off on 35% pay. I went to my boss, I sold it to him. And the both of us fucked off for a year. So, <laughs> and in that year, I went to the Edinburgh Festival and okay. I saw somebody doing stand up comedy for the first time. And I thought this was the most amazing thing in the world. I mean, here's a guy on stage with a beer in one hand, a microphone in the other, and he's just having fun. And that was his job. And I was like, I've got to do this. So, literally, three months later, I was on stage. I did 250 gigs in my first 10 months and 700 gigs in my first three years in the UK and uh, just started off from there. It's so do you know the do you know the people that run the comedy store like Neil Malarkey and these people are they, are those people that are friends of yours? Oh yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I mean I've Neil Neil doesn't run the comedy store he performs there. Uh, okay. uh, the comedy store okay. is run by a gentleman called Mr Don Ward. Okay. But yeah I mean I've uh, I remember flying into England a few years ago, uh, into the UK, and you know, on the aircraft, they put that little map with all those cities. And I remember looking at that map and thinking, I've performed at every single city on this map, you know, over sort of 60 towns and cities across the UK. That's crazy. All for no money. <laughs> this is not a business development pitch, by the way, from uh, Papa <laughs> CJ. Oh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> Here's my ten trip. Here's my ten tips how not to make any money by Papa CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So tell us, tell us how you're bringing comedy to the masses, though, because I think you know I've come in my own experience. I've come across you know improvisation. You know I'm in sales, as you know. So yeah, you know, that's very much an improv job, right? You don't know what's coming. Uh -huh. You don't know what objections yeah. you're going to get. You don't know how yeah. someone's going to react. Yeah. But I don't think we always embrace improv and comedy through that lens you know we see it very serious as yeah we've got to get our ducks in a row we must follow this process i'm just wondering what your your thoughts are about all that i think so um, my sort of world exists where many things sort of overlap you know there's 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 stand-up comedy there's business there's communication there's, i mean every form of human interaction i mm -hmm. i believe that my purpose in life is to make people feel better you know and that manifests itself into you know multiple different ways with regards to connecting to an audience, I mean, when I coach uh, people on presentations, for example, 
basically, I think there are two questions you need to answer. One is, as a result of your communication, what do you want your audience to think, feel, or do? And secondly, most importantly, why should they give a crap? You know, why should they give a crap about anything you have to say? And for that, it's got to be meaningful to them. So with stand-up comedy, for example, if I'm doing a show in a new country, I will ask the organizer to keep the last 10 days worth of newspapers. I, when I get there, I will talk to the taxi drivers. I will talk to the locals. I will find out about their history, their politics, their recent scandals, the news, the first 10 and their opinion on the same as well. And the first 10 minutes is purely about them. And then you've got them instantly. They're like, man, this guy has really done his homework. He cares about the things that I care about. And then you can take them across their borders. And I think that's something that applies across the world to any audience, no matter what the context. If you can start with things that they care about, you've got them on board instantly. That's such a such a great insight. And I've just I'm just I'm just laughing back at our first conversation. I don't know if we can share it or not. But when he well, found when he found out that I'd had testicular cancer, <laughs> can you go on? What, you, you what did they tell you? I you can't... told me it was the only thing you remembered, but. <laughs> I... I, see, I'm cut out to find the positive in absolutely everything that life throws at me. And the same, and I was thinking about the same things for you. I mean, what are the advantages of having one testicle? I mean, for starters, cycling, you know, much easier. <laughs> also, now you kind of know what your political affiliations are like. Because earlier you could have been a balanced human being, but now you either lean to the left or to the right. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going with it, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is why I wanted to get you on because I, I don't have many of these sorts of conversations on the show, to be honest. And it's just great the way. And I love this weaving that you spoke to actually, Papa, which is just brilliant, which is you mentioned that you you're the product of multiple experiences, multiple dimensions, multiple intersectionality almost. And I think you bring that through your work. Right. And I think, yeah, you know, I, I so mean, good. I find that I find that I don't. I don't like it when people are put into boxes, yeah. right? Uh, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a coach. I'm not a st story. I'm Papa CJ. And that encompasses all of these things. And it's the same when you treat, when you speak to another human being. They're a product of so many experiences. And I think that's what makes you unique when you work with people as well. You know, it's one of the things that the pandemic has, uh, has really helped me with. Because now when I say, speak to a client, you're bringing in all your past experience from whatever field it may be and thinking about how can I add value to this entire experience for them in ways that even they may not have thought of before. I mean, today for somebody like yourself, having gone through testicular cancer and the treatment, I can't even imagine the number of insights and learnings and perspective to life that you have got having gone through that experience. And mm. The magic lies in taking learnings from one experience and then applying it to a completely different field because it allows you to look at that with a set of eyes that maybe somebody hasn't looked at before. It's such a brilliant insight. Now, one of the big learnings I did actually have going through, through that experience yeah. was actually, and it's linked to what you said earlier about how do you want someone else to feel, think, what do you want them to do, okay? So I knew in my body that something was happening. Yeah. Two months before it actually came through. Yeah. But, pre, but prior to that experience, I would have just suppressed the feeling and gone, ah, oh, just forget it. Yeah. 
Whereas now I'm much more in tune with what my body tells me and not just what my mm -hmm. head's telling me. Yeah. And that was a massive learning, Papa. That was a yeah. huge, huge learning was actually if your body's telling you something, yeah, give give it the space to at least hear it. Don't just go, hey, it's just a feeling, get rid of it. So how how have you, let me ask you this, how have you applied that to other parts of your life, potentially? Yeah, so how I've applied that to other parts of my life is I've now actually created a business where this is the foundation, uh -huh. which is actually how do you, which if you see the hexo change in the corner, that uh -huh. is about how do we how do we help people embody uh -huh. their experience of life, not just think about it, uh -huh. but actually how can you actually become, for example, how do you develop your vulnerability skill? If you're someone that's yeah. never felt emotion, like I never used to feel emotion, yeah. I used to yeah. always hide it away. Uh -huh. Part of my job now, because of this experience, is to be yeah. a guide for other people who work mm -hmm. in corporations to help them step into how to feel and that it's okay yeah. and to practice their vulnerability and to practice yeah. their self-awareness. So that's yeah. how I'm translating it from a personal experience actually into the yeah. workplace. Amazing. I can't think of another human being on the planet who has built an entire business uh, on the basis of his testicles. That's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the foundation. You know, Some people build it on hard work and determination and foresight, but hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you might just give me a new strap line for the business Papa yeah CJ. totally I, I was actually thinking about that you've got to have that you've got to have that there somewhere i mean people will i mean notice for sure you will be remembered <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that serve you well let me just tell you it's, it's <laughs> do you know something we, we, so we always have fun and joke about but one of the more it's, it's still funny to laugh at but one of uh -huh. the big reflections, the learnings I've actually had from that experience yeah. is, is the rate of growth, Papa, uh -huh. from what was literally, a, you know, we joke about it, there's a pimple on mm -hmm. the 20th of January, 2020, to uh -huh. the surgery on the 19th of March, 2020. It was a uh -huh. 20x growth. It was like, wow. it, was, it was the weight and size of a hockey ball when it's removed. Wow. Okay. Or a cricket ball, maybe, for today's... Uh, for today. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the big learning for me yeah. was that that's the, the same pressure I had on my body, that cancerous growth. Yeah. It's the same pressure we're putting on planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah, with extraction and yeah. consumerism and the pressure, more, 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 yeah. more, 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 keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. Yeah. So so that's a real insight for me that actually what I experience in my body is actually yeah. what Mother Nature feels at the moment. Yeah. But I have an approach towards uh, the environment which might be different to, to most people which is, I think you should treat the environment the way your children treat you. Mm. Because if they treat you, if they treat you badly, I mean, fuck their future, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some plastic. <laughs> that, that is, that is a brilliant lens, my friend. But, that is a brilliant but, lens. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, this clip by George Carlin about the environment. Mm -hmm. uh, so George Carlin, one of the most brilliant comedians who's you know, ever walked the planet, uh, more philosopher than comedian often. And he talks about the planet and, you know, environmentalists. And he said, people keep saying, oh, you know, save the whale, save the dolphin. And, and there's the most arrogant thing of all, save the planet. And he's like, I mean, look at yourself, you're human beings. You've been around for barely 10 seconds. And you think that you're a threat to the planet? He said, the pl he says the planet is fine. 
the people are fucked <laughs> you know this is the planet's not going anywhere we are <laughs> that, that, do you know something and what a playful this is what i love about your work right is like you, you can have like significant conversations about meaty topics but you can still yeah. have fun doing them and i think that's what you do brilliantly there's a wonderful quote by mary hirsch she says that uh, humor is like a rubber sword you know you can make a point without drawing any blood so it's a fabulous way to charm and disarm and yet get a point across that's a brilliant i'm going to be watching this back that's an amazing quote isn't it that's an amazing quote tell us a bit more about your work what are you working on at the moment what's 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 really making you laugh and what's really challenging for papa cj at this time i think what's interesting gary is i've hit a point where i'm kind of reevaluating how my purpose manifests itself so uh thus far i've always believed that my pur purpose like i said is to uplift people and uh help them be the best versions of themselves you know but essentially it's about making people feel better at every possible interaction you know in the past it has manifested itself in uh, in stand up comedy in motivational speaking executive coaching i started doing something called the chief caffeine officer where i said you can uh, you know catch me for half an hour for coffee conversation or a boost and uh, i just find that i really enjoy interacting with people so if you think of uh, if you think of the sea you've got this anchor at the bottom and you've got these buoys at the top so these buoys are like your behaviors but my anchor is about making people feel better so now i'm trying to think about what else i can do how else that can manifest itself in ways that i enjoy i find that if i just have conversations with people with as many people as possible with an open mind then once those doors i mean i was listening to jim carrey speak recently and he said exactly the same thing he says once you open the doors in your head you will find that eventually the doors open up in your life as well and then you just have to walk through so i'm not really the kind of guy who lives with a plan i'm the kind of guy who lives with an open mind and loves talking to people i mean for starters the way we met you know it just happened because somebody said hey you guys should have a conversation and i said i would love to i mean who knows where you know what this leads to so uh, i know my strengths i know my weaknesses my weaknesses are i'm not very good with routine you know i couldn't do a 9 to 5 i couldn't do a i like doing different things i like interacting with different people mm -hmm. so yeah i'm uh, i would like to teach in the future in some in some form of capacity i'm talking to a few universities about being a a, a visiting lecturer so that's mm -hmm. interesting for me uh, i'm loving some of the work i'm doing with coaching senior executives because it's magical to be able to watch people who have who are in positions where they can make a large impact but who are able to suddenly look at their world slightly differently you know and uh, what's fun is that i'm able to bring to them insights from the world of the performing arts and help them apply that to business and like you said like you spoke about vulnerability i mean in a profession like ours it's it's all about vulnerability you see when you start you want the confidence that you can make people laugh right so you'll kind of go for the easy gag uh, or you'll do observational comedy which stays all the way through so the kind of gag i would do is you know as somebody who lives in uh, 
uh, I, I was taking driving lessons in uh, in London, for example. And this instructor asked me, he says, oh, you Indians, you Indians, why don't you drive in a straight line? And I said, listen, I'm from Calcutta. You know, in England, you drive on the left of the road. In Calcutta, we drive on what is left of the road. Right? <laughs> so now that's something I know is going to get a laugh. Then you'll also go for the easy laugh because you want to, you'll do the populist kind of stuff. So the joke, uh, I'll give you an example of a joke. I was in Singapore and uh, nothing ever happens in Singapore. The last time I was there, the front page of the newspaper, it says there was a pig on the street. Now, if there is a pig on the street in Singapore, that becomes headline news. In Germany, it becomes a sausage. In America, it became the president of the United States of America. Right? So now I know Trump gag, easy, it's going to get a laugh. Then what happens is we start doing stuff that we'll use bad language, we'll pick on positions of authority, we'll do the kind of jokes that make us feel intelligent, you know, to feed our egos. These are the kind of jokes where there's a pause and then you get it. So, for example, uh, I went to the US, I made the, under the Trump administration, I made, I made the mistake of having a beard. I get to immigration, the officer looks at my passport, looks at my beard, he says, you know what, you Indians, you're a mistake. In fact, India is a mistake. And I said, come on, officer, as an American, you should be grateful to us. He said, why? I said, well, because when Christopher Columbus discovered America, he was looking for India. So to be perfectly honest, you are the fucking mistake. You know? So, you know, that's the kind of gag where people are like, oh, yeah, Christopher Columbus was looking for India. But I think eventually what happens, Gary, is we operate in a profession that has no rules, no boundaries, no guidelines, no social norms. So I've always said that stand-up comedy is an outward expression of an inward journey. Eventually, you've got to go inwards. You know, you've got to think, what are the things that I want to talk about? What are my value systems? What do I find funny? And your audience kind of, your audience finds you. The people who don't like your kind of stuff will weed themselves out automatically. Mm -hmm. As a result, you become an extremely authentic human being. You know, you're like, this is who I am. This is my truth. If it works for you, fine. If it doesn't work for you, also fine. And that's something that then goes to every part of your life. I mean, today, for example, I run a coaching program called Naked Leadership. It's based on this show. Uh, and I've got a book, of course, that, that show was turned into a book. It's an autobiographical show. Uh, but the idea behind Naked is that as human beings, we build walls around ourselves, which hide our deepest fear, hopes and fears and desires. Mm -hmm. And in this show, and in the book for that matter, one brick at a time, I'm removing these walls, exposing myself with all my vulnerability, all my pain. It is terrifying yet exhilarating at the same time. But at the end of it, while you are completely naked, you are completely free. And what works wonderfully with that is that I'm using the vehicle of my life, but I'm talking about the human experience. So every single person watching the show or reading the book at some point is thinking, wait a second, this is my life. Mm -hmm. They're also thinking if he can go through these things, you know, like you going through what you've gone through and find the positive and find the funny and be able to grow and learn out of that, why can't I? So there are so many things that people take away from it. Risk-taking, vulnerability, storytelling. I think one of the big ones is gratitude, you know? So uh, 
I've forgotten your question now, but essentially what happens is it's it's an incredible journey that takes you deeply inward. And when you find your voice, you just become somebody who's so grounded in terms of who they are. I mean, today, for example, my priorities are relationships. You know, could I be uh, sitting in LA shooting a sitcom, you know, becoming really famous? Yes, I could. But over the course of the pandemic for the last year and a half, every single morning, I am able to go to my local cafe and have a cup of coffee with my father. Now, for me, that is far more valuable and important and meaningful than any amount of money or fame or, you know. So, uh, I mean, I'm incredibly grateful to this profession because it's allowed me to take this journey, be comfortable in my skin, and then let that manifest itself in whatever forms it takes in my life. I've spoken for too long now. You haven't. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And by the way, you were responding to the comment about vulnerability, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. This is, the, this is the problem. You know, I, I start talking and then I just get carried away and I ramble on and I forget where I started from. <laughs> but, but isn't that the point, though, for me, right? Partic and I'm going to come back to the corporate setting because I'm still in corporate. It's an area where I think we need the most healing, to be honest, is in the corporate yeah. space. Yeah. Is what, what would it be like if we could have more of this sort of dialogue 30 minutes in a room and just explore, okay, what are those darkest fears? Oh, you know, where have you felt yeah. like really vulnerable? You know, just yeah. to have that space facilitated by someone like you, you know, but you know that, that's, that, that's, that's, just, that's, a, that's a gift, yeah? That's a gift. That, that's exactly what, I mean, my chief caffeine officer concept for, the, for, for that matter, Gary, it's about exactly that. Sometimes you just need somebody who you can have a conversation with. You know, because and especially guys who are really senior, you know, men or women who are really senior, they can't show vulnerability at work. They can't show vulnerability at home. You know, uh, who do you really talk to? You know, sometimes you just need somebody to listen. It's not even about solving something for you, you know. And in the course of that conversation, I mean, I, of course, bring, uh, have a varied background. You know, there's, there's coaching, there's comedy, there's business, there's... Um, so I work as an ideator, as a consultant, as a coach, as a, as a friend. But that conversation is so important sometimes just to bounce thoughts off somebody else and just get clarity. Somebody who can take all this stuff in your head and just simplify it for you. You know, and saying, oh, so are you saying what you mean is either this or that? And suddenly they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, I remember there's a, there's a, there's a client I'm working with from a coaching point of view who is a superbly talented guy you know he is a super achiever in his organization but he wants to grow with all the other people and one of the challenges is that uh, I mean he, he basically he's like the terminator he's he gets sent if he shows up at your doorstep you screwed up there's a problem yeah. and one of the conversations I was having with him was when was the last time you asked somebody for help and it, it's something that never even occurred to him, you know. And so our conversation was, why don't we look for opportunities where we can find each of these people you want to build relationships with, find out the things that they're really good at and invite them in to coach you, to help you, you know. And when they see you as somebody who's human, who has vulnerabilities or weaknesses or needs help as well, then instead of waiting until there's a problem and you showing up at their doorstep, 
they might be more inclined to pick up the phone to you before that happens and says, hey, buddy, uh, you know, there's something going on. Would you mind having a look? I mean, how useful is that just for, you know, building that relationship? So, yeah, that's just an example of... It's brilliant. It, it, it's so important, though, because I just want to hold right, one of the things you said, Papa, for me, which is so important. Like, vulnerability doesn't always have to be this, like, here's all of me all of the time. Like, it can literally yeah. be, I'm struggling. Like, can yeah. you help me, Papa? See, like, that's... Yeah. Like, that can be enough to unlock your whole, the next level of your human experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I think it's also... I think the, the, the words you said, the two, two words you chose were, uh, were very appropriate, which is human experience. You know, we, when we go into uh, corporates and organizations, we, you know, we see people as a managing partner, leader, you know, marketing officer. But that person is, you know, is, is, a, is a son or a daughter or a father or a, uh, you know, or a mother, a friend. It's somebody who has health problems. It's somebody who's got somebody unwell in the family. You know, they're a human being. And if you can connect at a human level and show them that you genuinely care, uh, magic happens everywhere. In fact, I strongly believe in what I tend to call, uh, you know, karma leadership or leadership by karma. That if you can genuinely find opportunities to try and help every person you come in contact with in whatever capacity it may be, small or big, without any expectation of reciprocation. One, not only will that energy come back to you multifold, but also the people you interact with will actively look for ways to do something for you, to help you further you on your journey, whatever that might be. Uh, so I strongly believed in that. I strongly do believe in that. That's beautiful. And let's let's use this as an example. You know, had Jitendra not connected us, had you not been open to connect, I wouldn't have thought, hey, I need to get you on the show and the yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it is it is just a beautiful, I just can't, I want to emphasize this point enough. Like, please, 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 if you're watching this live or you watch this back, like, just go out and connect with someone without expecting anything. Like, as simple as that. It's amazing. Like, my network, Peppa, the last five years has yeah. exponent probably... 12 15x in terms of quality not just number quality yeah. of connection diversity of connection just yeah. for doing exactly what you're describing just saying hey can we meet for 20 minutes what do you want to learn about you what do you do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and i just and sometimes you know you have those conversations and you may find nothing in common where you find things to do together for for maybe five years and then suddenly out of the blue, the phone will ring and somebody will say, hey, man, I thought of you today because this came up and I think it'd be great for it. You know, you should speak to this person or, you know. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful, my friend. Well, look, we're, <laughs> we knew this would happen, right? Half an hour, gone. Yeah. Um, I want to give the last word to you because <laughs> I think you're an amazing human, man. Honestly, I really appreciate what you're doing. I, I've, I've known very few people that have the ability to weave this human experience plus business plus comedy in such an effortless way. So I just want to offer you the last the last words as we go out today. Do you have an invitation for anyone watching us or suggestion um, for, for those that might watch this back? The only suggestion I have is uh, the principle with which I try to live my life, which is just be kind to people. Yeah, you know, Life's too short. Uh, if anything, COVID has taught us that and uh, cherish the relationships you have. There's nothing more important than that. 
And always remember that flirting is a superpower. I mean, look at what I've done with Gary today. We started off with some foreplay, which was spunky. There was some meat in the middle. And we ended up with this beautiful cuddle at the end and talking about all these beautiful things like karma. So, <laughs> and uh, since you want me to leave you with one word, I think the word I would leave you with is testicle, because that is the foundation of what you have built, my friend. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being a brat now. I'm just rambling. I love it, but um, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the silly thing is, there probably is going to be some sort of um, marketing off the back of that now, all because of you. So, yeah, <laughs> but but you know, here, here's here's the thing, you know, Gary, what we've done in the last half an hour is we've spoken about silly things, we've cracked jokes, but this is one this is one message I would probably give as you know, as somebody with my background with you know, which blends uh, comedy and business and all those things is, you can still have fun and achieve a lot. You don't have to be serious about everything, right? You can play, you can joke, you can have fun. And there is, I mean, humor is a superpower. You know, you can bring it to every interaction. It will help you negotiate. It will help you present better. It will help you form better relationships. It will help you in your personal life, you know? So you don't have to be serious to achieve serious goals. You can have fun along the way. And uh, I think that's something we should all do. It's, I'm going to leave you with this, Papa, because it's just so interesting. And for anyone watching this live or watching it back, without bias, without bias, this is, I think, like the 35th time I've done this, okay? The three principles that keep on coming up every single time, play, we call that curiosity, experimentation, whatever, connection to mm -hmm. yourself, to others, mm -hmm. and healthy growth. So... You know, just growth that's healthy in line with it. It's these three things just keep on coming up every single conversation, Papa. This sounds time. like this sounds like a Tinder bio, my friend. How can I weave my single testicle into those three things? I'm not sure. Well, you had play, you had curiosity, and you had healthy growth. Well. <laughs> Yeah, mine was unhealthy growth. But on that note, um, Papa CJ, thank you, my friend. I appreciate your time, everything you're doing. And Not thank probably. you for joining us, Elise. Thanks for popping by. Anybody else that watches this back, do check out Papa's sites again. Final time, papacj.com, papacjnaked.com. That's just, a, that's, that's just naked.com is just a website Gary's bit for, built for his own amusement. <laughs> but we, I think we do need to tell them one more thing as well. As Oscar Wilde said, while a lot of our conversation has been in the gutter, uh, we've still been looking at the stars. So, <laughs> Touche. My friend, have a great afternoon and evening and uh, stop thinking about me. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Love Cheers, you, buddy. Papa. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Bye -bye. Love you too, my friend. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us in that recent exploration. We hope you gained some value and we'd love to learn from you what you took away, what maybe challenged you, what new ideas that you have. Please do share this on your social media platforms if you feel moved. And you can find out more about HexoChange at hexochangenow.com where you can subscribe for the weekly or bi-weekly updates where I'll update you with regard to in-person events, blogs, blogs, service offerings and other thoughts and ideas that come to mind. Hope to see you around.